Hello everyone and welcome to the Brick Educator podcast. I'm joined today by Lego Men Explore. Uh, uh, my name is Paul. Uh, I'm one half the team, the slightly older half. Yep, and I'm uh, Russell, the uh, slightly younger <laughs> half of the team. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, can you just tell me a little bit more about the channel? So obviously you're, you're really big on Instagram, a lot of minifigure photography, but what got you into it? What is it about working together that you love so much? Just your, your story. I think the best place to start is um, Paul and I used to work together um, about two years ago now, I think. Paul, or well, might be even longer than that. Oh, even now. longer. I mean, it was about five years ago, wasn't mm. it? When, um, yeah, they, they first started. Um, and um. I used to come in to work and find that Paul had done some... Uh, Setups on my desk, we have different minifigures. Um, <laughs> we have a both obviously, obviously have a, a shared love of Lego. Um, and I come into work in the morning to find that Paul, between me going and Paul going, had uh, set up some little uh, scenes at my desk with some minifigures. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, I think you posted somewhere, was it on Facebook? You posted a picture of some minifigures on your desk. Yes. And I, 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 the first thing I did was I, I messed with them. I posted an alternative picture <laughs> of a zombie, I think, ripping through the, the Lego figures <laughs> with a bit of red ink sprayed around for good yes. measure. Yes, so that's I think right. that, was, that was sort of the first one, wasn't it? That, yeah, and it kind of went from there. You, you then took one of my figures with you to your trip to New Zealand when you went off yeah. to, to New Zealand and took some photos on the beach and through the hobbity places. And we thought, this is kind of cool. Why don't we start <laughs> some form of page <laughs> and get these yeah. things? know together yeah yeah so we just started from there wasn't it just yeah posting pictures i think that's where the minifigures come as well because yeah it it started with the minifigures um yeah i think at the time i'd taken a few away on holiday as well with me one time when i went away just some stormtroopers i think i I packed when i was packing just you know in case i got bored on the beach i've got three children yeah. so the chances of getting bored actually are pretty minimal <laughs> but i put them anyway and i took some pictures of them when we were when we were away just in little rock pools at the beach and on bits and pieces yeah. so yeah I, I that's when i started certainly taking pictures of them and um, oh. going away to, whenever i went away on holiday i would take a couple of figures with me and then yeah. as russell said i went to went to new zealand so i took a handful of figures to new zealand and got them in mm-hmm. some some fantastic places around there including hobbiton and uh, yeah. yeah yeah that was good fun uh, what i love about them is like not not two pictures are the same so obviously people can go to your account and see what you've got there's a lot of um pop culture in there there's touristy style photos like with famous monuments and buildings you then got your holiday snaps you've got so some I, the ones that are just showcasing the minifigure themselves. There's a great one you posted maybe last week of the uh, the crash test dummy flying out of the car. <laughs> yeah. and it's it's just they're just really fun and they it, it's simple models. They're not anything big or extravagant, but what you then do to animate them and give them that lifelike sort of feel is really impressive. So in terms from um, kind of coming up with the idea of this is what the scene is going to look like in the end. To here's the Lego and the minifigures. What is that process for you guys? Uh, I suppose for me, I have a lot of the ideas, but don't tend to execute them as perhaps as, as well as, as Paul can or can edit. So a lot of the a lot of ideas we, we chat most days, to be fair, or, or through through mm-hmm. Instagram and discuss. Like today, we've got kind of a, a plan to have a look back on 2020 using habitats to yep. identify a key thing from each month. So that's going to be something to to watch out for on our page in the coming 
days. Very cool. um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it tends to be, I have an idea, go, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we could recreate Pulp Fiction, for example, and then go, oh, I've yeah. got the diner, and then go, but it doesn't quite look right, and then Paul will have, be able to do some wizardry of his editing, or yeah. together we work on a way of, of working together on photos to, to make, we do some of our own photos as well, but we mm-hmm. tend to quite a lot bounce off each other quite a lot, don't we, Paul? We do, certainly. It, it, more recently, I think when we started, we were just posting a lot of individual pictures and then we would take some bits in at, into work and then perhaps after work go and, you know, shoot a couple of pictures together. And we both certainly loved the Speed Champions ones, so there were a good few mm-hmm. Speed Champions ones early on that we did together. But, yeah, we did a lot more just individually, just whatever was amusing us at the time we would do. But yeah. these days we, we do, do tend to collaborate and yeah, set things up quite a bit more, don't we? A lot more series of bits and pieces. Uh, yeah. To put them. Uh, in terms for equipment that you use, obviously in, in your bio, you're very open and honest. Like you say, you just do it on your phones. Obviously, you've got some post-production in there. What sort of um, software are you using if you'd like to share the actual process of something like that crash test dummy? How do you make it look as if it is actually flying out the car? It's bent in a peculiar fashion. What is the sort of... Because minifigures are known to be quite stiff and you don't get much animation yeah. from them. What, what, what sort of tricks of the trade are you using there? Well, I mean, the other thing about the crash test dummy ones that I... I they were Because they were all mine and... and uh, like a lot of them, I did all of those. They, they, I just literally shoved those figures, those cars and those bits in my pockets and went for a run. I do lots mm-hmm. of them when I'm out jogging. So I was literally, I was out jogging. I have the car and the figure in my pocket and I'll stop somewhere that looks, you know, that's got a decent background, a bit of mud or something that looks nice um, and, and literally take the picture there and then. So the idea is kind of already there. I knew what I wanted to do with the crash test dummy flying out of the window. Yeah. And I'll, I'll do a little preparation work just to see how I can make the car in particular stand at an angle because I want that mm-hmm. to be able to sort of stand on its own. So it's usually got a few bricks behind it hidden out of the way somewhere. Yeah. Um, so that you can't. Yeah, so that that supports itself. And then the crash test dummy is just is on a little transparent... Um, stick just one of the yeah. transparent stick bits and so i'll just literally hold him in place with his his it is the head i think on that that makes it so the head is just it's not sat on the peg it's just yeah. either glued or blue tacked to the stem facing the camera and then as long as you line up the face pointing at the camera can take the picture it's a fairly simple measure to edit out the uh yeah. and the stick behind it I often take two quick pictures, one with the figure in place and one without, so that I can just paint over where where the stick is. So often the editing is is not much more than just Uh, painting out a few bits and pieces that you don't want in the picture, perhaps the little little stick holding it. But yeah, it's all set up and and done, yeah, 30 seconds whilst I... It's amazing. All of those crash test ones were were all done around around the village whilst I was out, out running. Yeah. Uh, it's so cool because uh, the quality that you guys get from the photos looks like you've done them in a studio. Yes, it's out in nature, but the actual the crispness of the image, the the, the editing, the the lighting is phenomenal. Uh, do you use external lighting when you do anything like that, or is it just natural lights? You see, I've got a a twenty quid light box from Amazon, so nothing too fancy. Just two strips of LED across the top, yeah. a, a little hole in the top so you can look down, and you put a bit of felt in. So some of mine. 
particularly the habitats I've done this week, they've been shot in the light box because you then get the mm -hmm. nice light across the top. But generally, yeah. when we go out to location, for a better word, no, it's just all a case of sometimes we might build a filter on another app to, mm -hmm. to put over. But generally, we don't take, take much lighting or at all of us, Paul. No, I've got a little LED panel, but I don't use it a lot outside, it yeah. has to be said. There's a lot, there's, that's where a bit of the experience comes in. You, mm -hmm. you know, from having taken quite a few of the pictures and things, where, which direction the light looks best. Because obviously yeah. the, the figures themselves are so shiny. They're so, they're so yeah. small and plastic. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but um, trying to capture them without getting too much shine, that's the, the you know, part of the thing. You, 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 and that's, I think it's just experience. You just, just take a lot of photos, see where the light looks good, and uh, yeah. and you you just get used to that quite quickly. Yeah. So over the course, I think I saw your very first post was back in 2018. What's what's been the learning curve as you're doing it? Obviously, with experience comes like the actual photography technique and the lighting. But what you guys really have captured is you make the minifigures feel alive. They don't look like minifigures. They've got character. They have emotion. What's the trick for you that you've learned, so whether it's like angle or setting? Or what, what makes it from a photo of a toy to this could be something living, breathing and interacting with its environment? I think part of it is to experiment. Don't expect to get it in the first shot, you know, because mm -hmm. you're not going to get it in the first shot. I know some of the early ones we do pretty quickly, put it down, sell it up, go all on our merry way. Um, yep. The ones I did through Assembly Square recently where they're setting up the Christmas decorations, I would have taken probably over a thousand photos of all those different shots wow. to, to, and then pick the ones that work because, mm -hmm. you know, it, it is a labor of love. It's an art. Um, yep. And occasionally you'll take a quick snap and it looks great and you've got it. But generally speaking, you, it's just a case of, can you angle it a bit more? Can I tilt the phone another 10 degrees? Does that change it? Do I zoom in? Do I stick at eye level? Do I come out? Do I do an aerial shot? It's just, mm -hmm be sort of be flexible and be willing to try as many things as you can a lot of them won't work um recently when i did a garage one i could have <laughs> quite easily ended my partnership with paul about where to put the tire in the, for <laughs> in the forefront of the picture because my word it was <laughs> i must have done over 700 shots of that <laughs> of that garage trying to get the, the tire uh, right in the forefront but when it comes together and when it works and when you can see the result of just tweaking it moving it less than a millimetre to the left and Paul going, no, 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 it needs to be a millimetre down. You're thinking, oh, come on, man, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it, it does. It, I think, yeah, the biggest thing, learning curve, I think it could be is put the time in um, but, and don't be afraid to try different things. Mm -hmm. So uh, have you always done minifigures and Lego sets? So I saw, um, I think early, maybe 2019, you did some photos of this Stormtrooper build-a-build figure that Lego did. Have you tried anything else with that type of range, or is it on minifigures more your bread and butter now? I do still like, I, I'm the one with those big build-a-build figures, and I do still like them. They're all sitting, they're all on my stairs at the moment. Yeah. They all sit on, <laughs> on some shelves on, on the stairs. I do like them. I think they, they just look they look good. They do look good out in the pictures. They are cool. But, it, yeah, it's, it's very different. So I think we've decided to focus more on the – definitely on the minifigures and the um, yeah. bits there. So much as I like that and, you know, like other things, like my son's got a load of Hot Wheel cars as well. I do quite like mm -hmm. photographing them. But we've decided, yeah, we, we're just going to stick to the Lego on uh, on here rather than – yeah, yeah. you can – 
extend down to all kinds of toy photography. I mean, there's a massive toy photography community. So there is, yeah. Um, there's loads of that. So no, we we're just going to stick to the, the 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 Lego, and we both really like the minifigures. The minifigures are just fantastic. So they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and that actually leads me really nicely on to some quick fire questions. So, question for both of you: What is your favourite minifigure? Have you got an answer, Paul? Because I might need to have a quick thing. No, see, there are so many. I've been through a process recently of I, I had to move all of my Lego out of the room that it, it was all sort of haphazardly stored in before. I had to move it all out of there, and I've moved it all up into the loft. So I've boarded an extra bit of the loft and all mm -hmm. of my Lego is now up there. So there's a lot more space, a lot more shelving. So put it out. And um, the one thing I decided was to try and sort all of my minifigures and try and at least get them out. Because before they were all thrown in boxes, I had real trouble. Every time I wanted to find a specific thing, I had real trouble finding it. Mm -hmm. And I've sorted them out. But the trouble is now that I've sort of sorted the majority of them and got them out, there's there's about two thousand of them, <laughs> so <laughs> I can see why I had so many problems before. But it now means that there's all these ones that I found that I was like, oh crikey, I didn't realise this. I forgot I, forgot I had this. Yeah. <laughs> so trying to pick a favourite out of all of them, I mean, is is really tough. I do like the stormtroopers. I particularly like the yeah. scout troopers from Star Wars. I love the scout troopers yes. on their speeder bikes. So the yeah, scout trooper possibly um, for me. I think um, I'd probably go Benny and his space squad. They're so simple, but they're so colourful, and they photo so well. Um, we've put them in so many different situations on the page, haven't we? Mm -hmm. That's living in the house next door to the bookshop, trying to get a sofa up the stairs, whether it's you know sticking them uh, yeah, wherever. They work so well because they just pop. The colours just pop. The yeah. Benny of the face stands out from the mm -hmm. rest because obviously he's got the screaming happy face or the mm -hmm. screaming sad face. And... Whilst the other three are quite plain of their classic smiley face, it's just so easy to put them in some form of yeah. setup and make that setup look cool and quite quirky. Yeah, and in, in that set, is Benny the only one with the broken helmet or do they all yeah. have that? Just yeah. Benny, just Benny. Yeah, so you can give him his little character story as well in your scenes, I guess, as well. Yeah, exactly. And I said, the, the, the other three just pop and they just work really nicely yeah. in a, a range of sets. What was the set? There was a set, I can't remember what it was. I got a set definitely with and it comes with the blue comes with the blue space helmet with benny's blue space helmet that's not broken it may be is it a ninjago one is it the ninjago the new the gamers market one there's definitely a recent set that you can buy with the with a blue unbroken space helmet oh. i think it's the, the only one i've got that's an unbroken one we use i think we used that in a shot didn't we of benny fixing his, yeah, helmet. Fixing his helmet he was in the um the how he was in the um the top of the bookstore, wasn't he? We, we put him in the top of the yeah, uh, last year's modular bookstore. bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Thanks, guys. Uh, next question. Favourite Lego theme, either in your personal collection, a discontinued theme? It could be because of the colour, the storyline. What, what would it be for you both? I'm a massive fan. I make no apologies for it of Hidden Side. I think they could have got it so much better with the app, but as someone who didn't want it for the app, the, yeah. the figures in there are so cool. I mean, Lego really took a risk, I think, there by bringing in these sort of hip teenage figures. But they, mm -hmm. they're awesome. There's some of the the outfits, particularly, and the builds aren't bad either. And, you know, the, the car's pretty cool. The boat's pretty cool. They're fairly reasonably priced as well. I say the app, as I understand it, doesn't quite work as well as Lego would have liked it to, or you know, it's had a, a few negative reviews online. But I never bought them from yeah. the app. I, I bought 
and for the sets because the colors are fantastic and the figures are a real step up from i mean the, the city figures are kind of almost the same figure now they're quite you know it's a policeman it's a man in a plaid shirt you know they're, they're fairly mm -hmm. similar the the hidden side ones are so different that i think that's probably got to be up there for me it's one of one of my favorite sets or things yeah mm -hmm. i'm paul I was I, I've always been a Star Wars fan, so the Star Wars theme obviously um, still yeah. interests me. I still like seeing the things. It comes to a point where you have to kind of restrict yourself to the number of sets and the <laughs> themes that you're buying. So I do stick to the original trilogy Star Wars stuff. I try not to branch too much now into the new Mandalorian sets, although I did pick up the uh, the Razor Crest the ship one. Um, but other than I, the Ninjago stuff has really intrigued me. I've never seen the show. I've never watched the TV show mm -hmm. or web series as it started, so I've never done that. But I just I, some of the some of the ninja characters that they produce, some of the outfits um, yeah. that are in the Ninjago series have been absolutely superb. So I've definitely picked up loads loads of different ones of those just just for the <laughs> the outfits and the figures and the Ninjago city um, bit that they still is. I think that's probably still my favourite set. It's my biggest regret not getting that set before it retired because it, it, it yeah. just looks, it's just stunning. The level yeah. of detail in it is just yeah. incredible. I mean, I've not seen any of the Monkey Kid sets, but they're in a kind of similar style. And again, it looks like a play set, but then you've got the architecture. And now Lego have then released the Chinese New Year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they are phenomenal yeah. the chinese dragons that they've done the yeah. zen garden they are built for collectors i don't think they have much playability like I, I wouldn't imagine a child being too excited about it when you buy new sets what are you looking for are you looking for brick content colors minifigures the actual theme or does it kind of does it change depending on what you want to do with each set that you kind of see yeah I, for me at the moment it's it's definitely it's just the minifigures <laughs> um, I, I think i've got so many sets now and so many bricks and bits and pieces that i've built up over the years that yeah i i know and and with less space to display them I think because um, most of that's sort of taken up. There's a few. I still, you know, the Ecto One that's just been released. That looks mm -hmm. amazing. That looks incredible. But I've held off buying that because at the moment I know I, I bought the big Batmobile, but I, I haven't got round to photograph. The one time I did take it out to photograph it, wasn't happy with the results. So I yeah. know if I bought the Ecto One as well, that would be the same. That I wouldn't be photographing it. So I'm always considering the the photography angle certainly. And I get yeah. more mileage, certainly, out of the minifigures. So at the mm -hmm. moment, yeah, my purchases are restricted definitely to the minifigures. Yeah. Well, I'm quite fortunate. I'm currently sat in the Lego room. So around me is, is my own space, the, the man cave full of Lego. Um, so I've still got a little bit of space left to, to, to display. I've, this last year, what with lockdown, et cetera, I've kind of got into mocks. So I've started to build a lot of my own stuff. So yeah. I've got a lot of things now. I'll buy and not necessarily want to build what they've got, but they might have a specialist few bricks in there that will look amazing on, or I think will look amazing on what I'm building. So if the set's cheap enough or in a sale or what have you, I tend, I still look for the minifigures like Paul, because um, that is our bread and butter for what we build. But mm -hmm. if it's a set that I don't particularly like, but it might have a, you know, a handful of really good bricks in there. I think a good example is there was the Aquaman battle of Summer Grower um, under the sea, but it had the really cool green, uh, bricks with the brick pattern inside yeah um, but they're quite expensive to buy 
from Lego Direct because obviously they're, they're special print pieces, but it was on offer. It was, I think it was a 75% off or something crazy. I think, well, I'll, I could use that, those colors, mm-hmm. those bricks in a, in a build of my own. So, yeah, I still look at the minifigures a lot, but also as I've started to get into building a few models of my own, it's looking at what can I take from this set I don't particularly like and, and put into something I, I do. You've both mentioned the, uh, the Ninjago City set. Uh, is there any other set that's either coming out or has been discontinued that you simply that you, you missed out on and you you regret not having in your collection? I mean, I'll, I'll be definitely getting the detective's office when that drops on January. Um, so I love the modulars. I've got the diner, mm-hmm. Assembly Square, and the Parisian restaurant and the bookshop here currently. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll definitely be grabbing the detective's office when that when that drops. I think the biggest regret I think I didn't get would probably be the detectives off the, the old detectives office of the pool hall underneath the hairdressers mm-hmm. next door. That looks such a good set and would work so nicely alongside Assembly Square. So many different things to to, mm-hmm. to shoot in there. I was a bit disappointed not to get the bank, but I've since built my own. That's fairly easy to build your own bank, but. The level of detail. <laughs> the level of detail. You, say, you say it like it's such an easy thing to do. Oh, yeah, I just built it myself. It's fine. Yeah, I built, built a, a scaled down bank that looks like a bank, but just the level of detail in that detective's office, the pool hall, it was so, it's just so unique. And I deeply oh. regret not getting hold of that. But you've got, you've got January to look forward to. So that's Yeah, fun. yeah. <laughs> God, thanks for us, Sam Paul. I can't, I, I look back occasionally at, at other bits and pieces. I don't know, there was a huge period of time where I didn't buy any Lego when I was, you know, my children were all very small and, oh. and so I didn't. And so there's there's various things. The Harry Potter sets that I, I think you talked about on a previous podcast, I missed all of them the first time around because yeah. you know, my children were too small and I wasn't in a position to buy Lego and things uh-huh. at that stage and, uh, and do. So there's huge sort of swathes that I missed out. But it, it's the other things, when you start looking back, I was looking at the trains and things recently, and I've got a few of the trains. And then I'm not sure I was even aware at the time of the, the Emerald Knight train. Um, mm. Looking back at that, I was thinking the other day, wow, that looks fantastic. So you start yeah. looking on Bricklink or eBay and you think, crikey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same with the, the, is it the Maersk train, the one they do the ship and they did the Maersk train as well. The nice. price of that is, yeah, just too. So, yeah, there's always bits and pieces there that you think, wow, well, I should, wish I'd have known about that at the time and perhaps should have picked it up. But yeah. the whole reason you didn't, you were never in a position, I was never in a position to, to buy those sets at the time they yeah. were released. So, um. And, and, and it's, that's, it happens. And sometimes it's just not meant to be. Like when I was chatting with uh, Dan and Simon on from the 2Gay A-Falls podcast, the Sea Cow from the Lego Movie 1, that one completely... Couldn't afford it at the time. I love Lego Steampunk. And I was like, oh, now I want it. And I, I see it. <laughs> I still want that. Um, more of the Mixels lines, they were yeah. just really interesting. And you can do so much with them. Like there was, um, again, the Steampunk line. Someone created a uh, like a mechanical owl using those yep. Mixels things. I can't remember the name of the artist, unfortunately. But I just, I had those three, tried to build it, but it turned out he just used more of those sets, which I just didn't have in my collection. So more of them would have been cool. The pirate ships completely passed me by originally. Yeah. Like Pirates of the Caribbean came out, they did all the sets, obviously like the Black Pearl, the Queen Mary. 
the Flying Dutchman was uh, a monster of a set, and it just looked so unique as well. But at the time, I was like, meh, not really bothered about it. I then was given the Lord of the Rings pirate ship from Return of the King. Wow. And I built it, and I was like, this is something else. I just loved how it went together with like the, the big, chunky base plates that then formed the hull of the ship, and then the sails. And I was like, oh... Okay, now I like pirate ships. And there was, a, there was none. And then Creator did this new one with the brick-built sails. And I just hope it lasts a little bit longer because if I get back to the UK in uh, hopefully early next year, um, I want to buy it because I, I, it's just too expensive in Bulgaria to get. But again, I don't want to be regretting not buying it when it's such a unique design. But yeah, pirate ships, mixels. Last question. If... You had if if you had one of the Lego designers available and they would design any theme, minifigure series, any set that you wanted, what would it be and why? I think I'd get an old theme resurrected. I'd love mm-hmm. to re- redo the NBA basketball series again with the figure, the spring figure, uh, the spring legs yeah. shooting yeah, balls. I, that, I had some growing up; they were fantastic. Um, so with the sport, I had the football stadium as well. I'm amazed they've not gone sort of resurrected that. With yeah, sport has only grown in in the last you know, 10, 20 years since I think they came out. I'm yeah. amazed they've not you know revisited doing um, some I don't know classic ones. I mean, we've seen on Netflix this year, The Last Dance, looking through the Michael Jordan story, mm-hmm. stuff like that is now more popular than ever. I think so. I'm, I'd love the, I'd, yeah, love them to resurrect like an NBA or a football or both and start those because there's nothing like that anymore. You know, you, oh, you might you might get a a goal set as part of a figures in the park um, set, but you know it's not it's not the same as. And I, and I know they, they did the German football team at the last World Cup. They did the mini figure series of the German football team, but yeah, to have the NBA series back with today's building methods, it was it was revolutionary back then, and mm-hmm. Lego was. If you compare Lego then to now, it's almost primitive <laughs> to what, what they can do these days with building yeah. techniques and how, you know, how far they've come forward. So I'd love to see NBA re- revitalized and redone, definitely. Great. Thanks, mm. for uh, Paul, what would yours be? I'd, 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 see, I quite like the steampunk stuff as well. So a yeah. steampunk line would be good. A sci- I mean, just a full-on cyberpunk line. Just, yeah. just take yeah. some of the stuff they've already done with Ninjago and go, go for a full full blade runner-esque cyberpunk oh, yeah. line that yeah i think i'd i would i would buy into that quite heavily <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, a lot of the old stuff i kind yeah i'm quite glad in some ways that they keep moving forward that they keep keep finding new bits and pieces to go on with i i, I do like the original stuff that that lego come up with recently and yeah the hidden side and ninjago and um monkey kid so I like the fact that they're, um, yeah, that they are experimenting and that they are going different ways. So yeah. um, I'm quite excited to see what else they come up with because they, yeah. they're retiring Hidden Side, aren't they? And they've, they've got rid of a few others. The, what was the Knights, yeah. the Exo Knights? They've gone there as well. Thing. So yeah. I'm quite excited to see what, what they come up with. But a cy- I think a Cyberpunk one at the moment would, 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 would be, be cool. my, my favourite. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Paul. I think you mentioned Nexo Knights and the old sets and the moving forward. And I'm I'm in two boats with with certain themes. Like I love Lego Castle, Kingdoms and and those classic sets. However, when they then try and do, like when they did Nexo Knights, they take elements of Castle and Kingdoms and try and mash it with a futuristic theme. I get what they're doing. It just, for me personally, it just doesn't sit right. 
either do one or do the other, like do a futuristic theme or do the old theme. And I, I know it sounds very cynical to say, don't try and reinvent the wheel with what you've already created. But it's I, I love the brand new themes, like with Hidden Side. Yes, you can argue it's kind of monster fighter-ish yep. in terms yeah. for like, obviously ghost monsters horror theme but in like a comic fun way but it's still forward thinking with the app and the actual type of building that is and the fact you interact with it rather than just build the set and that's it it's kind of done at that point so yeah when you mentioned cyberpunk never i hadn't thought about cyberpunk personally but yeah steampunk anything i mean i'd love to see uh like an underwater line that isn't lego city like with actual like mermaids, mermen, sea monsters, that sort of theme would be really interesting to see. I don't know how you'd create an underwater theme with Lego, whether you build it underwater and it had weights inside of it and it's a completely new play line. Um, and then you display it, you buy a fish tank and then you actually display it physically in water once you're done with it. Just riffing ideas. Lego, if you're listening, I'm available for work. Um, I wonder if the, but they yeah. did the magnet line, didn't they? Perhaps the magnets would sink. Perhaps you can just attach them to the magnet bit if you wanted to put them yeah. in a fish tank. That would that would be cool. And then if they give it a, a little stick, you could then actually move it around and interact with it underwater. There you go. I think we right. Well, we'll just make our own line. It's fine. A Lego ideas, here we come. So, guys, thank you so much. It's been really interesting talking to you both. Where can people find you online? Well, the main place is uh, Instagram. We don't really post anywhere else. So, at the moment, just just uh, it's it's Lego underscore men underscore explore. And, um, yeah, all of our adventures and things on there. Anything that amuses us, and I think that's the key. Is if it amuses us, we'll 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 stick it on there. It may not be particularly popular sometimes, but um, we like just anything. Yeah, if if it excites or, or amuses us, then then yeah. we're sure to be posting something about it. And I think that's great because you, you're doing it for yourself. I mean, every builder I've spoken to on these podcasts is if I enjoy doing it, I'm going to keep on doing it, regardless of likes, regardless of follows, regardless of monetization. It's I enjoy doing it. I enjoy the process. And I'm going to share it with an audience who then appreciate the work that's gone into it. Final question, just to finish off, guys. If I was wanting to get into minifigure photography and Lego photography, what can you recommend to kind of, as a starting place? I'd have to say, first of all, don't, don't be afraid to ask. 99% of, of what we've picked up, we've picked up from other people and other people sharing their things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll try and be as helpful as we can when people ask us questions um but we we i certainly picked up most of mine from other photographers you'd see something you know fantastic and you you know ask a couple of simple questions um about how it was created and the lighting and the process and there are there are plenty of forums and things as well i i um, particularly brick central um has Mm -hmm. been a major one for me learning you know the various bits and pieces there some very accomplished photographers on there that will share some professional photography tips now you can take a lot of what they do with sometimes very expensive setups and use yeah you know your headlight torch and your led torch and uh and a a can of keyboard dusting spray from poundland and and recreate some (laughs) some (laughs) very professional looking pictures and i assure you yeah. they're, they're done on a on a on a desk with a bit of baking powder and a yeah and a, 
a little air spray out. It's, it, 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 it doesn't require a large amount of equipment. So don't be afraid to ask questions and, and to, to look at the other stuff that people are doing. Most people are very, very keen to talk about it themselves as well. Yeah, just, just to expand on that, we've, we've started to do some more behind the scenes videos from the setups for our photos that we've, we've done. And mm -hmm. seek those out. A lot of people do it because, you know, they want to share how they did it. You know, as Paul says, it, it, there's no great trickery involved. I mean, we do use some editing apps from time to time, but I mean, we only use ones that are free to download. Neither has got subscriptions to Photoshop or anything like that. You can get a lot of free apps and just explore the community. We're, we're, on the most part, <laughs> the uh, AFOL community is very kind, very open and you know, willing yeah. to talk to each other. Seek out the accounts you like. As Paul says, don't be afraid to ask some questions. Watch as many behind the scene setups as you can because you know you can learn a lot from that. Um, but I suppose the only thing I, I'd say is don't be afraid. Give it a go. You know, we we did it because we started. If you look at our uh, pictures from the start, they're not particularly great in comparison to what we do now. You you just learn as you go. You know, we've been posting now for about two years. Um, I think we're coming up to our third anniversary this January in 21. If you look at the quality from where we started to where we are now, you can see the progression. But that's all come naturally. Neither of us done any courses. You just keep keep going, keep trying new things. Some won't work. And when they don't work, don't be afraid to bin them. You know, There's so many projects in my bin of things that didn't quite work out and didn't quite <laughs> transpire to, to, to photo. Just keep at it. It's, you know, you will, you know, you'll keep improving just by the law of averages. The more photos you take, the better you'll become. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. And I think the one thing that's in what I've learned is if you do something and you think it's OK, but you're not quite sure, post it anyway, ask yeah. for feedback and ask for people's comments. You're only going to get better by playing. As you said, it's like take one photo, take 50 of the same model. You're going to learn from that journey, regardless of if it is if it still isn't perfect. You're only going to get better. And yeah. early channels, well, early channels that I was following, people just kept comparing themselves to other channels and were getting disheartened when it wasn't quite as good as someone else. Do it for you. Do it because you enjoy doing it. Don't do it for gratification. Don't do it to try and be like someone else. Have your niche and and and, and enjoy it. And the the moment you stop enjoying it do something else and, and try something new absolutely absolutely yeah if you're not because if you're not enjoying it it shows if you if you don't enjoy yeah. doing the pictures and don't enjoy it, it it does show it's you know it does. for most of us it's it's not work it is just a hobby it is just something yeah. we do to relax and to have fun so if if you're not having fun doing it it's not fulfilling the, the role of the exactly. hobby soon Guys, again, thank you so much for today. Uh, I hope you both enjoyed it. Really interesting to find out more about the behind the scenes of how you guys work in your photography. Um, so again, for those listening, so it's our Instagram, uh, Lego Men Explore is where you can find the guys' work. Join me again next time for another podcast with another builder from around the globe. It could be a photographer like Lego Men Explore. It could be a teacher. It could be a professional model maker. Who knows who I'm going to speak to in the new year? 